Hey, it's Rachel, your go-to encourager and coach. I know you love our podcast talks, but imagine taking that connection to the next level in person. I'm more than a clarity coach. I'm someone who's been in the trenches juggling all the things. I get it. I've danced with chaos, overloaded schedules, and the struggle to prioritize self-care. But I found the rhythm. And I've got the strategies to help your ladies create some breathing room. So if you're organizing an event, whether it's a conference, church gathering, or retreat, and you want a speaker who brings humor, real talk, and a dose of inspiration, I'm your girl. Let's chat about making your event a memorable one. Visit racheldbaker.com slash speaking. That's racheldbaker.com slash speaking. I can't wait to connect. You are officially invited to create some breathing room. This is the absolute best podcast to find the strategies, resources, and motivation you need to stop drowning in overwhelm, break free from hustle culture, and live out your God-given purpose. I'm your host, Rachel Baker, and girl, I've been there, done that. It is my God-given purpose to help you find space for an intentional life so you can confidently live in those strengths, skills, and passions that light you up and serve others. I know you are ready to create some breathing room. So let's do it together. Hey, welcome to episode nine of Create Some Breathing Room. Today we are talking, I can't even believe I'm going to say this, we are talking with Holly Girth. And if you don't know who Holly Girth is, you're about to find out. She is one of my absolute favorite authors. Um, I can't even, I can't even form words. I can't believe I was able to do this interview. I'm so excited to share this with you today. In case you really don't know who she is, let me give you a little rundown. Holly Girth is a Wall Street Journal bestselling author, former counselor, and life coach. She imagines a world where we all become who we are created to be, use our strengths to serve, and grow for a lifetime. Holly co-founded the groundbreaking blogging community Encourage and co-hosts the popular podcast More Than Small Talk. You can find additional resources and connect with Holly at hollygirth.com. That's H-O-L-L-E-Y-G-E-R-T-H.com. This uh, was literally one of my dreams. It was to sit down and chat with Holly I had her on my coffee list. If you have not read that blog post, I don't have a bucket list. I have a coffee list. Holly was on the top of it. We have actually met and had coffee, and now she's on the podcast. We are talking today about hobbies, but we are combining her knowledge and skill set around who we are, our identity, our God-given strengths and skills and passions, and what that looks like when we do create breathing room in our lives and have time for things that bring us joy. This is a precious conversation to me, and I know you're going to get so much out of it. So let's jump in to today's interview with Holly Girth. Hello, Holly. 
Hello, Rachel. I'm so glad to be with you. Oh, thank you so much for agreeing to be on here. Anybody that knows me or has been around for very long knows this is like, this is the dream for me. Like I've arrived. This Aww. is it. <laughs> <laughs> You're so sweet. <laughs> so I appreciate so much you taking the time to be here today and to speak to us about, you know, this month we're talking about hobbies, which seems like a kind of random topic. But as we talk about creating breathing room in our schedules and just making space to be who God created us to be and enjoy the life he gave us, I think this is going to be a super fun conversation. Yeah, I think so too. I think sometimes it's the little things in our lives that end up making a big difference. Yes, for sure. Well, for those who I can't imagine why might not know you as well, would you just let us know who you are and what you're about? Yes. Well, I'm an author and podcaster. I have one called More Than Small Talk with two co-hosts. I am a wife to Mark for over 20 years, and we ended up adopting a 20-year-old who's now almost 30. So I'm also mama and Nana to Eula and Clem. I am an expert snacker and excellent napper as well. <laughs> I love those titles. I might need to adopt those. <laughs> expert. I didn't know that was a thing, Polly. I didn't thing. know you could. Now I just made it up just now. I'm here for it. <laughs> Sign me up. <laughs> I love that. Um, well, there's so much that I would love to dive into today. But as you know, we're talking about hobbies, what that can look like. I would love before we dive too deep into hobbies specifically to know, I try to ask everybody that we have on here, what does breathing room look or feel like for you? Because I know it, it can mean different things to different people. But if I say, let's try to create some breathing room, what does that look or feel like for you? I think breathing room just means having margin to be intentional. Mm. So not living in that hurry, hurry, you know, one thing to the next where I become reactive and worn out. I certainly know what that's like. <laughs> yes. But when I have breathing room, I feel like, okay, I'm going at a pace that is not just doable, but sustainable. And so I think that's what breathing room means to me. Oh, I love that. Yeah. When you talk about the hurry, hurry, it makes me think of that like hamster wheel yeah. you know, just running in place. I love that to have a life that's sustainable, that feels good, right? Mm -hmm. um, okay. So one of the reasons that I love your books, um, and you know, <laughs> I brought like four with me when we met <laughs> a few weeks ago. Which I love. <laughs> um, so I love your books because a lot of them do speak to just taking a hot second to look at who we are as God created us, right? Our own um, identity, our strengths, our skills, our passions. And I just, that speaks so deeply to my heart, uh, just to take that time to know who we are. And so I would kind of love to marry the idea of that self-awareness, that identity piece, as it relates to our hobbies, right? Yeah. So just what benefits with that in mind, what benefits do you see of having a hobby that we can enjoy or we feel passionate about? 
Yeah, I think the benefit of hobbies is that we do them because we want to, not because we have to. Mm-hmm. You know, hopefully our hobbies are not the things that someone said, you should, whatever it is. Right. It's when we give ourselves permission to do what we're drawn to. And I find that's often where we find the seeds of who God created us to be, that we may even have gotten lost or disconnected from. When I was doing coaching, one question I like to ask clients was, what did you love to do when you were 10? You know, because that's before we start saying, okay, I have to do this, this, and this. I'm, I shouldn't like this, this, and this. Yes. You know? Yeah. And so I think hobbies can be a grown up way of reconnecting to that to say, like, what am I doing just because it brings me joy? Not because it's attached to an outcome or an expectation, but just because it brings me joy. And there's often a spark of our true identity in that. Yes, I love that. In a previous episode where we first started talking about this in this uh, season, I talked about how we a big part of doing hobbies is that it's not performance-based, right? Yeah. We have so many things in life, like we have to be good at this, we have to do well, there's comparison and guilt and all these things. And you're right, like I think it's just something where we can just do it for the sake of doing it see how it goes, right? Do we like it? Do we not? And it's okay. I love that. And I love that question about asking what you liked when you were 10. I'm going to have to sit with that one for a minute. (laughs) It's been a while. (laughs) That's so good though. And then do you have any ideas? Because I know you have done, you've done counseling, you've done a lot of life coaching. Do you have any ideas or suggestions for people who, you know, maybe they're listening and go like, oh, Hobbies, right. That's a thing. People do that. You know, sometimes we forget that that's a big part of life. What could we do to explore what what hobbies we might enjoy doing? Yeah. Well, one fun thing I'm doing this year is my word for the year is mini adventure. Yes. And so I made a list of seriously like a hundred things I thought I wanted to try. And that's amazing. Like so far I've done a watercolor class and a charcuterie class and some are much smaller. Like there's this chocolate shop that I always wanted to stop at and I would drive by it like every single time. So once it was on my list, I stopped, you know, so I love it. Some of them are very small, but that has been fun to explore. And I love it too, because when that's your word, people give you ideas. They're like, Oh, you need to do whatever it is, you know, you need to try pickleball or did you know there's a coffee shop on this one hiking trail or, you know, whatever it is. And so it's fun too, to see the ideas that people give you that you might not have gotten otherwise. And so that's been fun for me because I forget to have hobbies. You know, if you said Mm -hmm. like, what's your hobby? I'd be like, well, (laughs) so that has been fun to try a lot of different things. And some of those may turn into hobbies. Like some I've found I really like and some I think, okay, check, did that? Probably not going to turn into a lifelong passion of mine. So Uh that's been a fun way just to explore some different things. That's awesome. Well, now I've got to know, has there been a thing so far? I mean, we're just, you know, at the time we're recording this, we're just into April. So, but has there been anything so far that you're like, I kind of love this thing? Yeah, you know, it's so funny because it sounds even ridiculous that it's a hobby, but CrossFit, I tried CrossFit. I thought I would not like it, that it would be way too intense, that I could never do it. And my friend owns a gym, so she like has been talking to me for a year. So I put try CrossFit on my mini adventure list and was like, I will go once, 
to make her happy. My <laughs> husband does it. I'll make him happy. And then I'll be like, okay, y'all go do that. And turns out I love it. So, oh, that's that, awesome. Uh, yeah, it's a random thing. I still can't do most of it, but I have fun trying. <laughs> so, that's what matters. That's what matters. Yeah. I think, and that's, I think that's an important point, though, to say that, like, I can't do it really well. I'm not real great at, but I love it. And I think a lot of people shy away from certain activities or because they think I won't be good at that, which goes yeah. back to that performance piece, right? Like, if I can't, excel here if I can't do it really well I probably shouldn't try yeah and that fear piece kind of steps in and so I love that you're just getting like whatever put it on my plate let's give it a shot (laughs) and it it started with you know well it'll make her happy it'll make him we'll give it a shot and now you're like let's go let's go (laughs) yeah I think it's really healthy to be a beginner at something especially as grown-ups Yes. You know, when you're a kid, you're at a beginner, you're a beginner at everything, like riding your bike, doing math at school, like everything, you're a beginner. And then the older we get, I think the more that we, in some ways, this is really healthy, like hone in on these are my strengths. This is what I want to do. And absolutely, when it comes to purpose and vocation, that's probably the right path. But I think there's something really healthy about remembering to be a beginner I yes, think that I can be that. really helpful and humbling <laughs> yeah right <laughs> you know? but also to say okay it's okay if I'm not good at everything like it's okay if I'm doing certain things like we're talking about just because I enjoy it and just to make progress that it's not about perfection it's just about showing up and so I think maybe being a beginner is a life skill you know And it's helpful to always have something where we're a beginner. And I think hobbies are a good place for us to often find that. Yes. Yeah. I talked, we talked about a little bit earlier um, that one of the quotes I'm kind of clinging to right now is John Acuff. And he has said, be brave enough to be bad at something new. Yes. And I'm just like, holding on to that really yes. hard right now because I feel yeah. like a lot of the things right now are new and scary and I might be really bad at these things but I'm excited to try it mm-hmm. so but there is kind of a courage I think that comes with that yeah. to yeah. say for you to step into that gym and say okay CrossFit I see you yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I see you. All these people are like two decades younger than me. And, you know, like, Uh yeah, I think so. But yeah, it's just a good reminder that it, yeah, it's just about the process and learning and growing and mastery. I've been reading some about like what makes people truly happy. And it's being in the process of mastering something like gives us great joy as humans. Like we're just built that way. Which makes sense to me because I think that's what we'll do forever, right? Like, because mm-hmm. it's not just the new heaven, new earth too. And so I think that, I don't know, something is built into us to be a beginner and learn and grow and move toward mastery. That's There's something very satisfying and life-giving about that. Yes. Oh, that's good. That's so, yeah. I mean, that is when I feel my best, I think, is when I am working towards a thing, whatever that Mm -hmm. thing is. Whatever it is. Yeah. Because it's there's some sense of accomplishment, even if you're not that great at it. That Mm -hmm. effort, there's some self-worth that you're putting effort into the thing. Um, oh, that's so good. What an interesting idea. Um, and we we had mentioned we when we had a previous conversation, we talked about how what you're doing with your mini adventures, it kind of feels like 
speed dating for hobbies, right? <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. this idea that it's okay if you don't have it completely figured out, you don't know the exact thing or if you're going to be good at it, but just to try several different things, I think is such a fun idea. Yeah. And I think it can be healing. Like I started doing that out of a hard season in my life, mm-hmm. you know, not like a, I want to have fun season, right? but just like, I need to heal. And it was so surprising to me that that's what I needed, you know? Yeah. But it was, I had some, had some things happen to me that felt very disempowering. Mm. And it was like, every time I could say, okay, I can choose to do this. Like I can choose to bring joy into my life. I can choose to learn something new. I can choose to step outside of my comfort zone. Like that was all empowering Mm -hmm. and restorative to me in a way like that I didn't know that I needed. Sometimes we put off those kind of things like hobbies or whatever when life is hard because they just sort of seem like frivolous almost. Like, yeah, yeah, it's a serious season and I need to buckle down and, you know, do all the things. And I think sometimes like actually that's when we need it the most. That's when we need like the joy and the play and the new are in those hard seasons because they help us heal. Yes. 100%. Because that we use that phrase a lot here in this community that all the things that's when the women start showing up. They're like, I'm literally doing all the things and Mm. I don't even know what's happening anymore. I don't know who I am or what I'm doing or it's just, they feel we, I say they, we feel crazy when we do that to ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so that's the biggest piece, I think, of this conversation around hobbies that we're having in these few episodes is just that to have that moment of joy is a healing piece. It is Mm -hmm. self-care. It is an awareness of who you are as God created you. There's just so much goodness in it that, yeah, I think it is so valuable. And I love that you were able to see that coming from the season that you're talking about of the hurt and, you know, needing something that that's where you're able to turn. I love that. Um, I have, listen, I've got, if, if you see the video, I've got one of Holly's books <laughs> here. Um, I do a weekly virtual book group with a few ladies and we're going through fierce hearted right now, which is absolutely going to be linked in the show notes. Um, but I love the essence of you that's in this book. Like you mm-hmm. feel like you gave a lot more of you personally in this, in this book. Um, but in, let me see which one this is. And it's chapter 19. They're all very short, but you're talking about this idea of being wild joy people, the, you know, water to wine, how Jesus is, you know, in at the wedding and they're celebrating and they run out of wine and he makes more and just that spirit of celebration and joy. Um, And one thing that we talked about recently in this book group was the section where you said, we are not just minds, we are taste and touch and sight and smell and hearing. We want to feel fully alive. And then uh, on the next page, it's let's not allow fear to keep us from embracing everything God has for us. And that just felt so applicable to this conversation, just we're not just the get it done, get in there, do all the things, right? Yeah, yeah. So I think we see that so much in the Old Testament, which is kind of what inspired what I wrote in the book. I was at a wedding, like, you know, and 
just thinking about all the feasts, like in the Old Testament, God commanded his people to party a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yes. you know, he did. And some like, I think there's a reason for that because we almost need to be commanded like to, yes. to do that because we as humans just tend to hunker down and forget all of that. I do. Mm-hmm. And, Same. and so I think that's, uh, again, your hobbies can be part of that. But I think we serve a God who has no trouble with his to-do list, you know, but is a good parent who loves to see his kids enjoy their lives like any parent does. Yes. And I think he tries to remind us like, hey, you know, like I'm turning water into wine. I'm inviting you to have a feast. Um, That's the first thing we do when we get to heaven, right? Like we yes. have a feast. And so I forget that a lot and it's a helpful reminder to be like, oh yeah, that really matters to God. Like that he delights in seeing us enjoy our lives. Yes. I love that. Oh, that's so good. And also I just like the idea of a party. Let's just go. (laughs) So we could talk about this all day long. We're going to kind of wind down a little. I would love to hear from you um, just about any tools or strategies that you have found that help you kind of manage your time in this effort, right? To create breathing room in your life. Are there any tools or strategies that you personally are like, got to have this? Yeah. Well, right now my little mini, everything in my life is mini right now. So I have many adventures. I also have a list of micro goals that I try to do each day and they're micro, like go outside for five minutes. I love it. Listen to a podcast, which means if I listen to three minutes of a podcast, it still counts. It counts. (laughs) You know, like little bitty things. So in the morning, I listen to a podcast by my co-host, Susie Eller, called Prayer Starters. Love her. Yeah. It's three minutes long usually, but it's like a little Devo and then she gives you a prayer starter. So I listen to that. Mm -hmm. And then I like this app called Envision that lets you do like a three minute visualization So I do one that's just like kind of imagine a moment in your future is what it is. And so I use that sort of as a visualization slash prayer, but it's also only three minutes. I love that. And then I use this other app called Think Up where you can record your own like affirmations. Yeah. And so whatever it is that I feel like I need to remember every day in that season, I record it and it puts it to music and loops it. Kind of interesting. Nice. So all of that, I think it's three minutes each. So that's 10 minutes for Azevo vision affirmations. And I do that right now in the morning. And I feel like that gets me into the right headspace for the day. Yes. And I before I would have been like, no, you have to do 30 minutes and you have to, you know, I'm like, no, not in this season. Right, right. (laughs) Not today. I'm doing good. I'm doing well to do three minutes. And so I think that whole idea of letting ourselves say it doesn't have to be a big thing. It can be a few small things that make a difference in this season of our lives. And so who knows what it'll be from six months from now. Right. But right now now. that is sort of my lifeline because whatever's going on that day or however I feel, I'm like, I can at least do that. Yeah. I can at least press play three times and sit (laughs) here for 10 minutes. 
Yes. And that's perfect. That's exactly what it needs to be. It's got to be something, you know, if we were to come in and say, you know, I'm going to get up and do an hour of yoga before I can do anything, like, again, in my season, 100% that's not going to happen. There's too much else. It's chaotic. I've still, I've got kids going to school. So I think a lot of times we do hear people especially if you are an entrepreneur, if you're trying to run a business, anything like that, you hear like, get up at 4.30 in the morning and take a cold shower and put in an hour of workout. And it feels like, well, I can't do that. So I'm failing. Yeah. Yeah. Say, and then that kills momentum, right? Because yes. then you're like, oh, I can't do it. I'm not motivated anymore. So what I found, the power of small things like hobbies, micro goals, mini adventures, all of that, that they build momentum because they give you some quick wins almost that are energizing. And then usually I ended up doing more than I would have if I did the like get up at 430 and do this for an hour and that for an hour, you know? Right. So it's kind of ironic that if I'll give myself permission to start small, I usually end up doing more than if I had started big and then I just get discouraged and say well that's not working so it's been a weird mindset shift because our our culture I think doesn't give us permission to do that but I've found over and over again for myself and people I've worked with that small can be really powerful as a place to start yes so good I just had a conversation with a woman yesterday about just this all or nothing mentality. You can do it all or you can do nothing. And some of that is kind of perfectionistic, if that's a word, you know, like we have to do it all or we can't do any of it. And so um, I do think it's important to call out that when we're trying to create this breathing room in our life, it doesn't have to be an hour at a time, this whole, it can be a little three minute yeah. Devotional three minute mindset. And you better, I'm looking for the apps, dropping <laughs> any links we can in the show notes. Cause I know a lot of ladies who are like three minutes. I can do that. I can do three. Yeah. Minutes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good phrase to listen for as you're picking like things to try or hobbies. Like if you're saying I can do that, like that's yes. a good indicator. If we're saying I should do that then that may not be the right fit for this season, you know? And so listening, like, when do I find myself saying, I could do that, Mm -hmm. you know? I can do that. Yeah, because we could should ourselves to death, right? Should is a killer. Totally. I remember sitting in a counselor's office and she's like, you say should a lot. I was like, (laughs) should I? (laughs) <laughs> like, yeah. should I not? Should, what should I say? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. Same. We we can do that a lot to ourselves. And that freedom, like you said, that permission to do the smaller things. And when it comes to trying a new hobby, like, well, today, maybe I'm just going to go to the CrossFit gym and check it out and see what it's like. Yeah. Maybe the next time I'm going to go and give it a shot, you know, put 10 minutes in and see. It doesn't have to be this epic commitment. Yeah. 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 And it's okay to try things and say, that's not for me. You know, there's been some things on my list that I've been like, okay, that's not for me. That someone else will love that, but it's not for me. (laughs) And that's okay to you. you Yes. 
Yes. As so. my friend Janice likes to say, she says, I love that for you. Uh-huh. I I, uh-huh. I hear that all the time. Like, that's so great. And I love that for you. <laughs> May not, not be mine. Me. Yeah. <laughs> and that's okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, as we wrap up, you know, I'll be linking like all of your books and podcasts and things in the show notes. But do you have a book or podcast other than your own that you would like to recommend either around this conversation uh, or just in general for the ladies who are trying to make a little space in their lives? What's yeah, one that you love? A, I would say for this specific topic, I love Essentialism by Greg McCowan. Yes. That's one of my favorites. That was a big um, eye opener for me about doing what's essential and letting a lot of other things go. So mm. that's one I go back to probably at least once a year, which is unusual. I don't usually reread books, but I find myself going back to that one a lot. That's so good. Well, when you find one that speaks to you in that way, I think yeah. that's good. Oh, I love that. So we'll link that one too. Um, tell us where we can find you, Holly. Where can people come and find yeah, you? Yeah, you, you can find me at hollygirth.com, H-O-L-L-E-Y. G-E-R-T-H.com. And I have lots of resources over there. I have a new guided journal coming out soon. And especially if you're an introvert, I have a whole section of resources for introverts, which I think we introverts especially need to be intentional about our energy and how we spend it. So I would love for people to come say hello. Yeah. And you have a quiz too, right? For introverts. I do. Yes. You can find out what percent introvert you are in a one minute quiz. I love it. It's so fun. And the book is The Powerful Purpose of Introverts. It's so good. I've always kind of walked the line between introvert and everybody thinks I'm an extrovert because I'm pretty social. But reading through that book, it was like, oh, no, I'm I'm definitely an introvert. (laughs) (laughs) I've had a lot of people say that, like, they're like my whole life. I thought I was an extrovert, but I found out I'm an introvert. And now I know why I'm so tired. <laughs> yes. Yes. I love people, but being, having that awareness yes. is so important for the recharge so that you can be with people yes. again and not be exhausted. It's so, so definitely if you are not sure, or if you're like, yeah, I'm an introvert, but I wonder how extreme it, like go take the quiz. It's really quick. It's fun. <laughs> and there's just a lot of good resources for this. So thank you for speaking to that group as well. Yeah, thank you. All right. Well, we're going to wrap up for today. Thank you, Holly. This has been amazing. Um, I'd love to have you on again anytime. So Sounds good. We'll stay in touch. All right. Thanks. All right. Thanks, Rachel. So how amazing was that? I loved being able to sit down and talk with Holly about this topic in particular, and there was so much good content in here, so many things to take away. I hope you benefited as much as I did. As always, I'm going to link everything in the show notes. So all the books that we talked about, Holly's podcast, that introvert quiz, everything's going to be linked in the show notes. So be sure you check that out and go find Holly. I hope after hearing this conversation today 
And as you are connecting more to your own self-awareness and getting confident in your own identity, as you are working to create some breathing room in your life, I hope this conversation inspires you and encourages you to seek out those hobbies that are going to bring joy to your life and give you something that just speaks to who you are. It's nothing you have to perform at or do really well but just something that brings you joy. Thanks so much for listening today. Be sure to check the show notes to get links for all the resources mentioned in this episode. As always, your reviews make such a difference. So thank you for taking the time to leave those for us. Your ratings and thoughts mean so much. I love reading each and every one. As we wrap up today, please remember, life can feel crazy and overwhelming sometimes but you will never regret taking the time to create some breathing room.